morning. Um, uh, Dr. Richard uh, Knapp couldn't be with us today. Uh, some things came up for him that he couldn't leave Georgia, Alabama. Where's he? Alabama. Uh, so uh, let's uh, just pray for them as whatever that uh, they need is fulfilled. And uh, they got it. So we're going to continue with what we're doing. Uh, I ask that you not uh, leave too early. After uh, immediately when I'm preached, we've got some, I'm falling apart here, y'all. Uh, we got some things we need to take care of uh, <coughs> at the end of service and uh, some blessings that we want to do. So I'm excited about that. Amen. So it'll be, so just, I know you usually start moving when you hear me say amen. Just sit tight. I don't know if you're wanting to just get out because it was so bad or, or, or what it was. Um, we have uh, been seeing some great things go on. Uh, I want to encourage you, come out on Wednesday nights. Um, you'll get some good stuff, I promise. Um, Go, if you will, to Galatians chapter 5. We've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit, what the Holy Spirit should produce in our lives. Um, just having and being full of the Spirit uh, really doesn't do much for it if it doesn't change us. It makes us a full vessel, but it should change us. Uh, I never intended for us to, to just fall into salvation and never be changed. He, he, he wants us... To, to, to walk with him and mold with him. So in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is, not are. You know what that tells us, Tina? There's not many fruits of the Spirit. It's one. This is all one thing. Holy Spirit should be producing all of it. Because sometimes, surely what we do is, we like, yeah, yeah, I do real good in this. I, he hasn't given me this fruit yet, No. It don't work that way. He, he put it all in us when he came, and it should be, we should be allowing that to be produced in our life. So the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, what else? Peace, long-suffering. We've, all, we've looked at all of these. If you missed them, go back. They're on Facebook. They're on YouTube. Watch them. Watch them again. If you still ain't got it, watch them again. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. In other words, if we're walking in all of these, we're fulfilling all the law that God has. There's no law that can be held against you if you allow these things to be produced in your life. He says, and they... Uh, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. Now see, here's, hold on. Here's where we get this, I don't know where we get this idea. I know Paul said, I die daily. We get this idea that we have to crucify our flesh every day. He says, once you're Christ, you have already crucified the flesh. You don't have to keep doing these things over and over and over again. So because the, your flesh has been crucified, then the Holy Spirit should be producing these things in your life. Um, he says, and those who are Christ have, everybody say have, that's past tense, crucified, that's past tense too, you put that ED on the end of it, if I got a teacher, I, got, I know I got one teacher over here, so 
have crucified the flesh with, its, with the affections and lusts. Verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So Pastor Dave, what does that tell us? You can live in the Spirit and not walk in the Spirit. Or else he wouldn't say, if we live in the Spirit, let us also so living in the Spirit is just salvation. That is what we walk in. That is that's where we live. That's where God placed us. But I know a whole lot of times in my life that I have lived in the Spirit, but I haven't walked real well in the Spirit. See, how do I know when I'm walking in the Spirit? It's when I'm walking in love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, temperance. When I'm walking, see, when I'm allowing those things to be produced in my life, then I am walking in the Spirit. And when I walk in the Spirit, there's no law. Oh, you hear me? Flip over one page to Galatians chapter 6. He says, well, I don't always do that. Well, me either, but I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. God will never be mocked. He will never be mocked. For what you plant will always be the very thing you harvest. For whatsoever, if you want the King James Version, it says, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. But he says, whatever you plant is what you'll harvest. In other words, your life right now and the things that are going on in your life right now are a direct result of your actions. You know, planting is an action. You have to get down and get physical to plant something. That's why I don't plant. You have to get in there. You have to get, it's a work. And he says, you, what you sow is what you'll reap. In other words, your, own, your life is only going to produce the actions the result of the actions that you have. Well, why is my life in chaos? Why is my life a mess? Well, only you can answer that. It's okay. God will never be mocked. For what you plant, you will always be the thing that you reap, that you harvest. The harvest you reap reveals the seed you have planted. Ooh. If you plant corrupt seeds of self-life into this natural realm, you can expect a harvest of corruption. In other words, sow to this old zombie dead nature and what it will produce will be corruption, death. Things that's not worthy to be used. He says you'll, we reap corrupt seeds of self-life. <laughs> That's all right. It keeps me looking good. <laughs> he says, if you plant the good seed, if you plant the good seeds of spirit life, you will reap the beautiful fruits. You will reap the beautiful fruits that grow from everlasting life of the Spirit. King James says you'll reap eternal life. That, that word in the, in, the, in, the, in the Greek was zoe. He says if you sow into the Spirit, you'll reap zoe, 
which is the God kind of life. I don't know about you all, but that's the kind of life I want to live. I want to live the God kind of life. But to do that, Monica, I have to allow Holy Spirit to produce in me love, joy, peace, long-suffering, and today's topic, gentleness. Gentleness. <laughs> well, I've already heard one person, i got to work at that. <laughs> Look here, Vines defines gentleness as this. It says it's fair, moderate, forbearing. Everybody just keep looking straight ahead. <laughs> it is sweet reasonableness. In other words, you need to be reasonable. And not only, <laughs> and not only reasonable, Greg, but it's a sweetness about your reasonability. See, this, this becomes hard for some of us because a lot of us want to just lean back on our, on our base nature that's dead and it produces anger and hatefulness and grumpiness and, come on. Well, I can't help it, that's just who I am. No, that's what you produce. That's what you've been sowing. That's what you've been putting out into the ground of your life. And what you're reaping is just nobody likes to be around you much because you're not reasonable. And then we run around, why don't nobody like me? Why does everybody hate me? Man, I didn't do nothing to nobody. What's going on? <laughs> Webster said this about Oh, let me finish this one. It is the opposite of contentious. You ever met a contentious person? Webster, 1828, said this about contentious. This is what contentious is, and I'm not describing anybody in this room, I know. It is apt to contend, given to angry debate. Quarrelsome, exciting, or adapted to provoke disputes. You know what that is? That's, that's all of a sudden I got a problem with John over there because he looks better than me today. <laughs> and because I got a problem with John, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to tell Carrie about it. And then I'm going to say, listen, you don't believe John, I mean, you, that guy. And all of a sudden, she doesn't have a problem with John, but now because I've, I've, dis, I've provoked a dispute, now all of a sudden, he, she goes, I never thought about that about John, but I see it now. <laughs> she said, yeah, I see it now. And so, yeah, I got a problem with John now too. And so now what happens is John's got two people, and, but who's at fault here? The very one who started this. Or we find the folks that is just angry. Nobody likes an angry person. I, 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 I'm amazed at how many times in life I get caught up watching people who just look for a reason to be mad. 
Every time they turn around, something else has ticked them off. Something else has made them mad. Well, listen, I need to talk to you. Oh, you need to talk to me. Okay, about what? Well, I don't like this, and I don't like that, and I don't like this, and I don't like that. And you know what? It's the same thing you had a problem with two years ago that didn't change. Maybe the problem isn't what you have a problem with. Maybe, just maybe, Miss Velma, how you feeling today? Praise the Lord. She got healed up by she got healed of some things this week. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, the problem is I'm not gentle. And I've always looked for something to argue about, and I've looked for something to complain about. And if it doesn't go my way, I am going to make sure I let everybody and their brother know about it. I'm not going to be quiet about this, Pastor Glenn. You're going to hear it. The fruit of the Spirit, have you noticed the theme of what's happening over the last, what are we in, five weeks now? There's a theme building here, Becky, and it's how we deal with others. God is very concerned with how his children deal not only with each other, but deal with those who aren't even part of the household yet. And he is going to hold us responsible for our own behavior. I know that's not a, that's not a, uh, that's not a great thought in today's society where we want to blame everybody else for whatever our behaviors are. But with God, he says, look, this is what I should be producing in your life. And if I'm not producing this in your life, then you are sowing into a corrupt nature. And in that nature, that dead, nasty, stinky nature that I've already crucified, you're sowing into that and so you're pulling all this stuff up and we wonder, why is it like this for me? Well, it's because we have found ourselves contentious. We found ourselves wanting to argue about it. Folks, God doesn't really care how... Uh, this, this doesn't go over good in a whole lot of Word of Faith churches like ours. God really is not concerned about the size of your wallet. He's really not concerned about the size of your house. He's not concerned about what kind of car you drive. But what He is concerned about is how you treat His creation. Yeah. And if I'm contentious and I'm quarrelsome, and I like to give into angry debate, and, and, I'm con and I'm just doing this, then he is concerned with how I deal with those people, and I will be judged by the fruit that I bear. Amen. He said, by their fruit, you will know them. So what does he know about me? Am I a person that's given over to quarrelsome? Am I per to being quarrelsome? Am I a person who's given over to angry debate? Am I a person who provokes disputes among people? Am I that person, Dr. Ruth, that gets on the phone and tells everybody else what I don't like about John? I'm glad to see you this morning, brother. See, because if I am, I'm not gentle. And if I'm not gentle, I am going to reap corruption, destruction in my life. And there ain't no one to blame but the man in the mirror. 
we just provoke disputes. We do these things. And so what God is looking for is people who are not only looking not to be part of somebody else's drama, but I believe he likes peacemakers. And we'll cover that in, in, in a couple of weeks. And so it's, it's for people who aren't quick to look for an argument, who aren't quick to just look for something to be offended. Folks, let me tell you something. Kevin, you know how long it'll take for you to find something to be offended with me with? About as long as it will take me to get to that back door. Don't laugh. I can find something to be offended about with you too, you know? That's the easy part, Galen. That's the easy part is finding somewhere to be offended. But what God is looking for is people who are gentle, who are the opposite of that. What he's looking for is people who are... <coughs> He's looking for a people who are fair. He's looking for people who are moderate. He's looking for people who are forbearing with each other. He's looking for people who are reasonable. You say, wait a minute now. Why does God care about that? Because it's what we produce. Go to Proverbs chapter 26. Folks, this, is, this series is life. This is how we live life. I get tickled sometimes, Miss Thelma. People say, well, we want these big, deep spiritual things. You can't get big, deep spiritual things until you first learn to handle the things that affect your life. You, you won't handle them. You'll, you'll, what happens is you'll abuse somebody with them. Oh, come on. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 20, the Amplified Classic version. Proverbs 26, verse 20. For the lack of wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no whisperer, contention ceases. Huh. What's that mean? That means if you don't have somebody back there going, if, we don't, if there's no whisperer, the contention stops. Maybe if some, you ever been a part of something you knew, you know, you know, you know that, you, that, that what's happening, what's being said shouldn't be said. And you're like, well, but I don't want to look bad, so I sit here and I listen to them go on and on and on and on, and I just don't, you know, no. No, where the, where, if somebody would stop the whisperers, the contention would stop. See, and that's being gentle. Well, yeah, but let me tell you about John. No, no, no. You know what I know about John? I like John. He's smart. He's bright. He dresses sharp. Still's got a good job, right? He's got his good job. See, where's going to be the people who will stand up and have the backbone enough to be like what God says to be and say, you know what? Don't want to hear that. Well, I'll find somebody else. Yeah, somebody will always find somebody else to talk to. You know? But there has to be somebody who'll say, you know what? No. That's not the person I know. But I know for a fact what he did. He may have done that, but I know what I know about him, and I know he's God's child, and I know God loves him and wants the best for him, and God will deal with him when God needs to deal with him. It's not my job to deal with him, so what am I going to be? I'm going to be reasonable, I'm going to be sweet, and I'm going to make sure that I, I protect my brother at all costs. 
That's gentle. But we don't see that a lot, do we? We don't see that a lot. We see the whispers, angry debate, quarreling. Where there's no whisper, contentiousness. So look at verse 21, it gets better. As coals are to hot embers, and as wood to fire, so is a quarrelsome man to inflame strife. Why doesn't the fire die down? Why does all the gossip keep going? Because people still keep going with it. Well, I'm mad because D did this, and, or D didn't do this, and she don't do this the way I think she should be doing it. And okay, that's the way you think she should be doing it. What's that got to do with God? And why in the world would you go and talk to somebody else about it? Right there would be the time you should walk in gentleness and say, you know, no, 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 no. You know what I do know about her? She's a good mother. She's a good pastor's wife. She plays the piano something else. She's beautiful. Look at her. <laughs> When's it going to come that we protect each other at all costs? When the phone calls, time to lay down. When are we going to find people who are brave enough to say, you know what, I'm going to protect her. I'm going to protect Pastor Ted. I'm going to protect Tina. So don't come and talk to me about that stuff because I'm gentle. I'm reasonable. Yeah, but you don't know what Tina did. I, guess what? I don't care. I don't care what Tina did. You know why? It's not my job. Now, as her pastor, I may have a few things that might be difficult for her to listen to. Right? But my job is to protect. See, this is gentleness. I'm telling you, if we, if we develop a church with this culture, you will see a church that can do anything because they're living the God kind of life. Look at verse 22. The words of a whisper or a slanderer are like dainty morsels or words of sport to some, but to others are like deadly wounds. In other words, you're always going to find those ones who say, yeah, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me. Go ahead, pour it all in. Let me hear it all. But to others, it's deadly wounds. Because when John finds out that I've been doing all this stuff and saying all this stuff about him, it'll hurt him. Oh, man. But Ted loved to hear it. Carrie loved to hear it. Now Carrie's got it. I'm, what am I doing? I'm killing him. It's deadly wounds. And then Aaron, who's sitting back here, who's new to everything, he says, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I didn't think God's people did each other like this. I didn't think this is what God's people did. Well, man, if this is the way it is, why in the world do I ever want to be a part of this? Why do I want to be a part of this? Where they, if I want to be tore down, I can get tore down out there, Becky. Come on, folks. This is grow-up time. Gentle. He said, they're like deadly wounds. They go down into the innermost parts of the body or to the victim's nature. So I, I, that's why I like that version. It's gentle. 
people who aren't gentle, who aren't walking in this kind of gentleness, they meet in private. Instead of keeping their disagreements to themselves, they begin to share them with others. And here's what they say. I want to tell you about John. Sorry, buddy, you're it today. <laughs> I want to tell you about John. And I, just, I'm concerned. That's a load. You're not concerned. You just couldn't wait. You found out something good about John, and you just couldn't wait to tell somebody. just couldn't wait. Oh, I got to talk. Monica, you have to know this. Monica should go, no, no, no. I don't want to hear it. But you, you don't know what's going on with him. And your response should be, I don't care. Folks, I'm telling you, if the church will learn to protect its own. I know today you're probably looking, well, I wanted to run, jump, and, and dance, and shout, and this is great. How about we grow up first? <laughs> they disguise it with conversations. <laughs> if your life is always in strife, it may be because you're lacking in gentleness. <clears throat> if you're a quarrelsome person, it may be because you're lacking in gentleness. Now, what does a, a person who is not gentle look like? If this contentious person, they love to argue. Just keep looking straight ahead. They love a good argument. They'll argue for your argument's sake. It's like, come on, let's go. I like a good argument. They get loud. Oh, they get smug. They have this attitude that everybody's going to see it their way and you're an idiot if you don't. I know nobody. Wives, don't look at your husband. <laughs> Husbands, don't look at your wives. Y'all thought you was off the hook. You're going to see it my way. And if you don't see it my way, I'm going to puff up and I'm going to be a bully and I'm going to yell and I'm going to scream. Or I'm going to, if I can't get my way that way, then I'm going to go over here and I'm going to go talk to Brandon about John Moore. And I'm going to go, then I'm going to go uh, uh, back here and I'm going to talk to Marcy about John. And then I'm going to jump over there and talk to Marge about John. See, what am I doing? I'm going to build my own little army. And before long, John finds going to find, he will find out about it. And it's going to cut him deep, straight to his heart. And he says, if that's the way God's people are, then that's the way, because they're a reflection of God, then I don't want him either. Because what does he think about me? And then all of a sudden, we heard him, and he leaves. And he never comes back. And then his mama's hurt. Well, if that's the way they feel. Trust me, I know how mamas are. Ain't nobody going to do my baby that way. All of a sudden, her and Greg are gone. And then what's, what are they going to do because they're hurt? And maybe this is a weak time in their life that they're not going to walk in gentleness either. Then they're going to start going, well, why'd y'all leave? Because this one was talking, because we know how they talked about John and what they do. I'm just giving, 
Pastors, raise your hand if this has ever went on in your churches. Oh, look at that, all three of them. I'm telling you, if we can grab this, we can get a hold of this. We can get to the point where there is no law against us and we will walk and live out the God kind of life, the Zoe life, the eternal life that God meant for his church to walk in. But it's going to take us doing something about ourself. So these people, they blow up on people and then they walk away with their chest out. Anybody ever blown up on somebody before? It felt good, didn't it? For the moment. It felt good for a moment. Chest all puffed out. And you know what? You go home and you still can't sleep. Why? Because it didn't satisfy. There's still more. There, there always be more. We enjoyed the fight. But what we do, we just fed our flesh. Y'all okay today? I told you, this series is rough. This series, but it'll cause us to grow. And I believe that God has got harvest positioned to grow. And if we will do it, oh, Cambridge won't even be able to hold on to itself with the Spirit of God that will shake this place. Go to 1 Samuel chapter 15. 1 Samuel chapter 15. Uh, verse 23. 1 Samuel 15. Verse 23, for rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Straight ahead. Well, I'm just stubborn. That's the way I am. I preached this in a church one time, Greg. And I'm going to be nicer to you all than I was to them. I said, you a bunch of witches. <laughs> Rebellion is a sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness, stubbornness, don't raise your hand if you're stubborn. <laughs> stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. In other words, it's sin and idol worship. You know why? You're worshiping yourself. I'll get it my way and I'll be stubborn till I do. It'll come out the way I want it to. You're worshiping yourself. Keep going. Or is that all of it? Okay. He said, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. For, okay, so rebellion is the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is iniquity and idolatry. And I wonder while things aren't working out in my life. I am one that if I want to, I can be very stubborn. <laughs> Dr. Steve, I can, I can be stubborn, man. But I have to realize in my stubbornness, who am I actually worshiping? Because it's idol worship. And if I'm just rebellion, well, I know this is what he preached, this is what the word says, but I ain't changing for nobody. Here's your pointed hat. <laughs> it's witchcraft. 
It's worship of pride. It's a worship of self. Gentleness is sweet reasonableness. It's not self-serving stubbornness. So if I'm wanting the Holy Spirit to produce gentleness in me, then I need to get my self-serving stubbornness out of the way. I need to get a hold of myself so that I know that I am walking in the God kind of life. And I'm going to quit spreading contention. I'm going to quit spreading the, getting everybody else riled up because I'm upset in my rebellion usually. That's usually what it is, Ted. I'm upset and it's usually in my own rebellion because either God's given me a direction of something or a, a, a spiritual leader has given me a direction of something and I'm like, that's just not the way I would do it. I would not do it. Come on. And I'm not going to do it. And then I'm going to let everybody know why I ain't doing it. Why, why, my, why is my life falling apart over here? It's because of the position I've put myself in. For us to go around gossiping, running someone down, killing a person's reputation and character, then we're not being gentle. We're not walking in this singular fruit of the Spirit. Contentious again, giving way to angry debate, quarrelsome, provoking disputes. The person that does this is a person that just will not heed God's word. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Everybody good? We're growing today. Everybody say, I'm growing. Because if we get it, we grow. This is just what God wants us to do. He wants us to grow. Let me tell you something. It's okay to grow. The word says that Jesus even grew in wisdom and stature. He had to grow into what God had planned for him. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 17, he says, Now in this I declare unto you, I praise you not. Corinthians thought they were going to get a, there you go, way to go. He said that when you come together, not for the better, but for the worse. He said, look, when you all get together, it should be bringing out the best in you, but <laughs> it's not. He said, and I can't praise you for this because it's not bringing out the best of who you are. Verse 18. He said, for first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you, and I partly believe it. He says, in other words, there's these little groups. There's these little pods. This bunch gets together and talks, and they air out their issue but don't dare let somebody from this side of the church try to get into this group over here because you're not part of us. And then, oh no, I, I, this little group, they think, oh, we've got this special little knowledge that we've, we've, we've gained and we've learned this and the rest of them, they don't get to come in our little group because we know more than what they know. Or so you think in your own self-worship. Smile, do something. And if you've learned something that maybe somebody else hasn't got, wouldn't you want to share that? But no, no, we're not gentle. We'll bring in our, look what he said here. Back that up, please. No, go to the next part, because I, I like the message trans, and I know the message is a paraphrase, 
but paraphrases are good sometimes. I love how he puts this in the message. He says, regarding this next item, I'm not pleased at all. The same scriptures. He says, when you meet together, it brings out the worst side instead of your best. He said, first, I get this report of your divisiveness. Competing and criticizing each other. I'm reluctant to believe it, but there it is. Man, folks, gentleness doesn't try to divide. Gentleness unites. Gentleness doesn't try to hurt, it protects. Gentleness doesn't try to divide, divide, it unites. So when are we going to be gentle? When are we going to make sure that we actually become one body? When are we going to decide that the enemy has had this town long enough and we're going to be the one single-minded body? Folks, yeah, but I don't agree with what, they, what everybody believes. You're never going to either. You're never going to believe 100% like somebody else. It's just not going to happen. If I told you some of the things I really believe, you wouldn't want me. Me and Shirley don't believe everything the same. But does that change how much love we have for each other and that we can't work together for the growth and the increase of a body? When are we going to get past these little points? Well, if they don't see it my way, I'm just not going to hang out with them and I'm not going to talk to them and I'm not going to... Come on, folks. We have to be better than this. God has called us to be better than this. God has called us to be one body. <laughs> Romans chapter 1. Gentleness. This is what gentleness does. Whew, if we could treat each other this way. I'm telling you. We would fill this place. Because for the first time, Kevin, they would know what real love is. For the first time, they would know what unconditional love is. That there's no strings attached. That I'm just going to love you. Yeah, but what if I mess up like John did? I'm going to keep loving you. Just like I'm going to keep loving him. That what? Yeah, but they're doing this wrong and, and it's obviously wrong. Okay. Okay, that's why we have pastors. They'll deal with it. And we'll lead people into the truth rather than drag them kicking and screaming. Come on. <laughs> Besides, I'm so perfect. I don't ever get it wrong, Jeff. And I expect everybody to live just like me. Come on, folks. It, it, it always amazed me how the church takes someone new to believing to the salvation and they expect them to be just like them 50 years later. You've been doing this for 50 some years. You've learned. Well, they should, be, they should just know better. Why should they? Did we have a man or a woman gentle enough to walk up to them, take them by the hand and say, here, let me help you. 
And if you're fall and you're dirty and you're mucky and you're nasty, I'm going to just help clean you off. And we're not, I'm not going to let you give up here. I'm not going to let you give up here. I'm not, gonna, I'm, not trying to look, I'm not looking to throw you out. I'm not looking to get rid of you. I'm going to help you through this. And we're going to walk hand in hand all the way. And I'm, not, and I'm not running over here to tell somebody else about it. Come on. Romans chapter 1 verse 28. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them over to a debased mind. That's what reprobate means if you're reading King James Version. To do the things which were not proper. And they were filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, look, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit. They are gossips, slanderers. God haters, wait a minute, he puts envy, strife, and gossip and slanderers in the same boat as God haters. How important is gentleness? He puts envy, strife, gossips, and slanderers in the same category as God haters. Insolent, proud, boastful, inventors of evil things. And disobedient toward parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, calloused and unmerciful, who knows the righteous requirement of God that those who commit such things are worthy of death. They not only do them, but they also give hearty approval to those that practice them. Now what did you find out about John? Tell me some more. Tell me some more. Hey, you should hear what he said about John, what he knows. He knows it. I know he knows it. Go ahead, tell him. Hey, did you hear what he said about John? Tell him. Go ahead. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm stirring it up. Yeah, he's not being gentle and sharing it. And I'm not being gentle, passing it along. So folks, if we want to see God do the great things that I know he's got in mind, that I know he's got in store, then I, you, us, we are going to have to walk in an extreme gentle place. And then that way when people see it, they'll say, wow. They actually love people like that. They actually care about people like this. I'm telling you, one of the hardest things you'll do in learning this is not sitting and listen when others have things that they want to say and their complaints. I'll just give you an instance about me. Somebody told me that, oh, so-and-so said, you know, some certain things. I said, okay. They said, well, they had heard you did this. 
And so they don't trust you because they had heard this about you. I'm like, hmm, why didn't you just come talk to me? You took somebody's, somebody's word for something. and I'll, it, just, it just became gospel. Now, how many in here has that ever happened to? It just became gospel because somebody else said it about you. It had to be true. And what relationship was hurt in the middle of that? Amen? Church, we can do better. We're, we're getting closer to this end of this series. I know you're going, thank God. But I'm telling you, this is growth time. People always say, give us the meat of the word. Well, the meat is the stuff that's hard to swallow. And I know sometimes this stuff's hard to swallow. But I'm telling you, because God is looking for you to grow way beyond where you have been. Amen? Let's pray.